Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Data Career Podcast. This is your host, Avery Smith. And guys, I'm so excited to be here. I haven't been releasing that many podcasts in the last month or so. Been busy with getting all of the students in Data Career Jumpstart jumpstarted and getting their data careers going. So it's been a little bit hard to find time, but we're going to get back in a regular schedule here pretty soon. My guest today is awesome. Um, I introduced her in the show, so I won't introduce her too much. But her name is Emily Vu. We talked for about an hour about basically how to break into tech, especially when you have a non-traditional tech background, aka you did not study computer science or computer engineering. How do you break into tech? So if that's of interest to you, I think you'll love this episode. Emily broke into tech with a really cool resume that she created to look exactly like Spotify's UI. Ended up landing her a full-time position at Spotify now. So we talk about content creation trying to stand out, trying to do things that can help you get inside the tech industry. Lots of really good tips. I totally recommend listening to the end to figure out everything that she says because she has a lot of really cool things. Um, I also have links to some of the stuff that she talks about in the show notes below. So definitely check that out and connect with her. And I hope you guys enjoy this story because I know that I did. So we'll go ahead and hop right into the podcast. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Data Career Podcast. Here's your host, Avery Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Data Career Podcast. I am stoked for our guest today. We have Emily Vu. Emily, welcome to the Data Career Podcast. Hi. Hi, Avery. Thanks for letting me join the podcast today. Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited to uh, hear your story and talk a little bit about uh, your journey into the tech world. Um, For those who don't know Emily, I'm going to read a quick bio super cool person and i'm excited for you guys to get to know her better Um, but she's a product manager intern at spotify she's maybe most known digitally for her viral resume where she took the design and aesthetic of spotify and morphed it into a resume her post of the resume went viral and she ended up landing an internship at spotify since then posts about her post about the resume have gone viral and i think it's safe to say she is resume famous and now she's here to tell the story so super excited to to hear your story emily yeah super excited to talk about it um yeah it, it was everything was crazy like even your tiktok that went viral totally not expecting that i honestly thought it died back in march so i was like oh wow this is I guess it's time for me to really dive into the story and everything that happened. Yeah, it's the, I actually firstly have to apologize because um, those who follow me on TikTok maybe maybe saw this, but I, I posted about Emily's resume, and I I don't know I post a lot of stuff on on TikTok, but um, like previous to posting about Emily, my highest TikTok had like I don't know like a hundred and fifty thousand views or something like that, and I usually get like a thousand, like if that, like it's usually like pretty low. And all of a sudden, I post about Emily's uh, <laughs> resume, and it, it blows up to one point four million views. So I apologize, yeah. Emily, for uh, blowing up your TikTok and and I guess I don't know making you uh, making you have all these crazy DMs and stuff like that. So I, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I think. Um... I I was actually, it was funny because before that I was thinking of making TikToks and I was like, maybe I should start diving into some TikToks. Like I go on there to watch cat videos and like music videos. And then like right the day before I was about to start planning out my TikToks, he posted it and I was like, okay, this is a sign from the universe. Like I have to start actually making TikToks or at least like telling my story and everything that happened. So it was, it was serendipitous. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I, I look forward to uh, seeing <laughs> seeing those TikToks. Um, I guess, tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, You have a physics degree from, what is it? Is it UC Irvine? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people were uh, commenting that on TikTok. I don't even know what that is. What is that? (laughs) That's our mascot. So yeah, our mascot's weird. It's an anteater. 
Um, and our, our uh, what is this called? Like little sign is like an uh, anteater. So you go like, uh, spot, which is awesome that I was able to bring some publicity to UCI because it's a very underrated school. Um, but it's, it was good. Yeah, I studied physics there and happy to talk more about that and my story. Yeah, why why did you choose physics, I guess? Were you always a physics person? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess even before starting with physics, like back in high school, I, I guess I was not really sure what I wanted to study. Um, I just remember I, I did a lot of photography and film. I was like obsessed with making YouTube videos. And so I knew I wanted to do something on like the creative side. Um, but I, I just wasn't very like knowledgeable about what to do. I actually was, I didn't, I didn't even attend a normal high school. I was homeschooled. So I did this thing called independent study. Yeah. Which is pretty weird, but um, my main high school had like a little section called independent study. And it's kind of like where kids would go if they didn't want to do regular school or if it was like reformative, reformative school. So I actually did that. Um, and I didn't really attend like a normal high school. So I would go into school into a trailer um, and I would see a teacher once a week and we were supposed to like catch up on my assignments and things like that. But honestly, we just talked about life and she was a physics teacher. So that was like my first introduction to physics. Um, but I didn't really take a serious physics class. So I kind of just chose it as my major because I thought it was cool. And my teacher was a physics teacher and it was the only major that wasn't impacted. So I was like, okay, maybe this might be a little bit easier for me to like study versus something that was impacted with a lot of college students. Um, and I also read an autobiography um, of Nikola Tesla and I, I was convinced he was an alien. And so I was like, ooh, maybe this will like give me some insight if he's really an alien or not. So that was a horrible decision. <laughs> I did not think it through, but I just I just went with it. Um, but on the other hand, like I was saying earlier, I, I did know I wanted to do something creative. Um, I literally poured my heart and soul into photography. Not that it was any good, but I, I spent a lot of time doing that. And I used to make YouTube videos, like short films and things like that. I'm not going to tell you what my channel was because it was so embarrassing, but if you <laughs> find it, good for you. Um, so yeah, I knew there was two, those were the two things I wanted to do in, in college. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. It's it's interesting though, because you're like, oh, I liked like videography. I liked photography. I wanted to be creative and physics is not the first thing that comes <laughs> to mind. Oh yeah. No, definitely. I, it was the last thing that I thought I would major in, but I told myself like, I'm in college. I wanted to learn something technical because if I'm going to grind for four years, like I might as well choose something that's that I wouldn't study outside of school. Photography and film, like I can do those things on my own, but I wanted to do something technical so I can get a job, right? I feel like that's what most people are thinking. And, you know, computer science was definitely one of my major choices, but it was very impacted, especially at my school. So I was like, I don't have any experience, not going to do that. Um, and I'm, I actually did end up getting a concentration in computational physics. So I did do a little bit of computer science. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it was super random. And I still don't know why I chose it, but it just happened. It was a very on the whim decision. <laughs> was it like, like, when did you decide, like, like fall semester, freshman year? Or was it like you were a sophomore kind of choosing <laughs> like what to do? Like, where, where did you actually make that to make that to make that to make that? Yeah. Okay. It just glitched super weird. But can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. uh, like did you question. hear my question? Yeah, I did. Um, okay. Yeah, so it was, I think it was, I was applying to UC Irvine and it was on the list of majors to choose. So it was right before I started school. Um, and I just, I literally just scrolled through the list and, and chose it. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, there we go. Like, that's, that's cool. That's a cool one. I was also debating between computer science and cognitive science and for a split second, like film and photography or um, film, film and media studies. So yeah, it was very random choices. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so that's so interesting because yeah, it's not a super common major, I would say. Like it's not like there's tons of physics, 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 physics. One of the harder ones, like like yeah. STEM degrees, obviously are always really hard. But out of the STEM degrees, I think physics is is one of the hardest ones. Yeah. So I mean, good for you. I guess you didn't know that yet necessarily, but uh, you stuck, you stuck through it. Yeah, that yeah, that was um, it was. I definitely had no idea how difficult physics was going into it. Um, and the actual journey of studying physics throughout my four years—that's like a whole other story. And I think I learned so much studying physics, but I had no idea how hard it was going to be. I wasn't spectacular at math either. The only thing I liked was calculus, which came in handy. But yeah, I was struggling a lot. And I remember in my freshman year, 
Um, it was a very memorable time because I, I came in with some interest in like creative explorations and also entrepreneurship and things like that. Um, and then on the other hand, I was, I was studying physics. So it was like two totally opposite things. Uh, and I was, I was really absorbed in like my startup. I don't know if you like look closely at my resume, but I had a thing called Artem at the time. That was like at the very bottom. And that was kind of my startup slash like business idea that I had come up with, which was essentially an online platform for students to buy and sell art within their college community. So that was an idea I had like in my senior year of high school and I wanted to pursue it in college. And so I was balancing kind of starting this idea with my friends in college I was also competing in a business competition at my school at that time. And I did end up winning first place, which was awesome. Um, but it took a lot of my time away. And so I was struggling bad in physics. I think I had like C's, maybe a B, which was awesome, but mostly C's. Uh, and I remember I was also working at the An Entrepreneurship Center at my school. It's called the Entrepreneur Center. Um, shout out to that center that changed my life. Um, but yeah, I was balancing three things and I was asking my boss, like, should I drop out of physics? Should I go into business instead since I'm doing this startup thing? And he was like, no, like, just, just see how long you can stay in physics. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove to myself that I can graduate with a degree in physics while simultaneously being bad at it and also pursuing other things. It was more a challenge to myself to see like how, how, how much grit did I have to like sit down and study and, and figure it out? And I ended up graduating. So it was awesome. <laughs> hey, that's, that's perfect. That, that is, that is so cool. I think, because I mean, a lot of people probably would have like dropped out. Like a lot of people probably would have switched to business. I know like I, my, my, my undergrad's actually in chemical engineering, um, oh, which is not so a super easy it. major either. That's yeah. Hard. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's as hard as physics, but um, <laughs> especially like the theory, like the theory part of physics is so hard. Um, but like there was definitely those days like where you got like like a D on a test and you're like, man, should I just like go to business and, and just right. you know <laughs> exactly. And I and, and that's yeah, another yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you stuck it out. Yeah, sorry, it's like it's super laggy, but okay. I can you hear me okay? Yes. I yeah, I can hear you fine. I think the video is a little bit laggy. Okay, um cool. but I'm I think it's being recorded not laggy, so we'll have vid okay, usable cool. video. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I agree. Our mouths and our words are not coming out at the same time. <laughs> you know, the pandemic, like doing things virtually is, is so weird. But yeah, I was going to say, like, I think some comments on my on the TikTok and also I posted this on LinkedIn and Twitter, too. But it was like, oh, your GPA is like only 3.3 and it's like super low. And, like you shouldn't add that on your resume. But in STEM, it's like so hard to have a good GPA. And I think that's like the average is like not a 4.0. So I keep it on there on purpose because to me, I'm like, hell yeah, like I scored above a 3.0 in, in physics and or in STEM. That's like so hard. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely a different, um, different world studying STEM. <laughs> Yeah, that that was actually that was one of the things that um obviously a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people um on the TikTok was yeah, oh like that's a low GPA. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys don't get it. Like like STEM's really hard. Anything above a 3 is pretty good. And and it's like like you said earlier, it was you were doing so much in college that like your resume isn't just a GPA. Like there's a reason why you don't just like hand people your GPA and you're like, here's my, here's my resume. It's just like a piece of paper with a GPA on it. And that's because there's so much more to who you are as a person and like what your capabilities are and what you can offer to the world than just like this stupid, you know, three digit number. Like, like you yeah. said, like I was active in this community. I was starting this business. I was, you know, trying to like do other things. And that's just, that's what, that's what goes on a resume. That's why like, it's not just about your your GPA. In fact, I think I think um, if you have like a 4.0, but you just you didn't have like interesting community, like you didn't try like anything, like you didn't have anything interesting, you're less good of a candidate than someone who has like a 3.0 GPA. Well, they started this company or those types of experiences. So I love that about your resume. And I, I think a lot of people didn't get it probably because they just, Thing, just think, just think, just think, just think, just think. Yeah, I I agree. I think um because I was studying physics, I felt like I had to kind of do other things outside of just getting a 4.0 because I knew that was just not possible with, with studying physics. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely more than just your GPA. Uh, if you can prove to yourself that you know you 
you work hard, you're creative, and you can also get different experiences and at least do get the most of what you did and show that, I think that's like a lot more valuable. And that's definitely the theme of what my college experience was, was like, okay, like how can I make the most of what I have? And my biggest insecurity was that I studied physics, my GPA wasn't super great. And then on top of that, like I, the things I did didn't quite fit with what a typical physics student would do. And so I felt like there was a huge dichotomy between what I did versus what I studied. And I, I'm sure a lot of college students feel the same because one person just doesn't have, you know, one thing they're interested in. People do a lot of different things and they have a lot of different experiences. And so it's, it's about telling that narrative, like narrative of, you know, with all of these experiences, um, what did I take away from it? What did I learn? And how can I be valuable to the company or whatever I decide to do? So that was definitely my biggest struggle. And I, it was honestly pretty cool because I, I documented a lot of my struggles and how I felt online too. Like I would write blog posts on Medium and I would make YouTube videos and I would talk about like how I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And so I'm sure a lot of college students felt the same way, but yeah, definitely. It's definitely a grind. <laughs> That that's actually something that I think is is really cool that I didn't do. I'm I'm a little bit older than you. Um, I graduated, let's think, in in nineteen. Um, so and, and I also took a two year break. So I'm a little bit older than you. But I think um, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't document more of my college experience online um, because I think there's a lot of people going through the same thing as you know we're all on the same journey in college and you know in stem there's like we're all going through stem and then like inside of your degree you know there's a bunch of people going through physics and i think sharing your journey and talking about it makes you more marketable and i just think it, it opens really interesting doors so good good for you and we'll actually get to one of the, the i did find one of the things you did document which will which will which we'll actually get to a tweet you had the 428 oh, yeah. tweet you know what i'm talking about Oh, is it the one that I posted about like my blog post a year ago or something like that? And yeah. Then a year later, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. And it was super serendipitous. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I, I wrote something, you know, that last year. But yeah, that's a great point. But we can we can talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get into the resume now. I mean, I guess first off, did you always want to work in tech? Because um, first off, that not that many people major in physics. Physics, physics, physics. Do there's not always like a clear career path and half and half and half and half and half and half degrees because like there's not a ton of like physicists out there, right? Like there's the, the job yeah. title doesn't exist that commonly. Um, so you you sometimes will like become a mechanic, mechanic, or you'll go into you know like consulting or something like that. But like, what did you want to do with this physics degree once you were kind of commit a commit a commit a commit a commit, or was there kind of other options? Yeah. Um, honestly, I had no idea. I was really unprepared. I think I didn't even know really what the tech industry was until probably last year. I mean, I didn't really dive that deep into it. And the people I was surrounded with were either going to grad school or getting a job in engineering. And one or two of my friends did kind of go into like software engineering. And so that was my knowledge of tech was like, oh, software engineering, lead codes, interviews, really hard, they pay a lot. That was like all I knew. Um, and I think towards the end, I realized I didn't wanna go to grad school. I think that was something that I was still thinking about like up until senior year. And so by that point, I started doing my research into tech. I made a Twitter February, 2020, I think, because someone told me to. Um, and I kind of started doing some research and I was naively applying for product, man product manager roles like last year. Um, and I had no idea how hard it was. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of like when I started realizing, okay, maybe I want to go into tech, um, but I had no education on it in my department because my physics department, they all pushed grad school and getting either like a master's or a PhD or engineering. And so that was kind of all I knew, but I knew I was bad at it. Like I didn't want to do it and it just didn't fit what I wanted to do in the long run. <laughs> yeah, definitely far from it. So, so yeah, I, I think I... I didn't really, let's see, going back into my sophomore year, I was looking into data, I was looking into data science, actually, um, and that was kind of in tech, and I was like, okay, this is good, like, this is data science, so it's, like, technical, but also you can work in the tech industry, so I was doing that in my sophomore year, I did a data science internship, and at the end of it, my boss told me, like, you know what, I think you'd be an average data scientist at best, you should probably look into something that fits your personality better, like, 
product management. Um, and I was like, hmm, okay, rude, first of all, but I get what he's saying. Um, and so I ignored that advice and I dove deeper into like machine learning. Um, and I kind of picked up machine learning research in my third year. And my third year happened at the start of the pandemic. So right when that happened, I was going back home. I moved out of my apartment um, and I was doing machine learning research. And that was what I did over the summer, uh, simultaneously applying to APM roles naively. Like I had no idea how hard it was. I was like, oh, let me just send out my resume. This is easy. Like they'll take me in. I had a startup. Like I know what a startup is. I'll do it. So that was like my summer of 2020. I was uh, doing machine learning research. I was applying to APM roles and also just working like other jobs. Um, and then I joined like a product club at my school called Product Association at UCI. A shout out to them. It changed my life. Um, and that club was completely virtual. So I we were doing club meetings every week. I ended up joining the board as um, a design lead. So that was kind of my first introduction to design um, and like design and tech. So I was doing that club. I got bumped up to VP of design and I ended up thinking of like, you know, maybe I should go into product design. And so I was leaping around product design and data science. So it was honestly just a mess, but I think that's a testament to like how messy your college experience is. I think it's hard to kind of choose one path. Um, if you know what you want to do, that's great. But I feel like d dipping your toes into different things kind of helps you know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And I think by that point, I realized, okay, machine learning's cool. Like I can do it, but I'm also just really average at it. Like, I don't think this is something I can pursue as a career. Um, and then I realized like, I do like design, but maybe I'm not like the best designer. Like there are some really talented illustrators out there and designers and product designers, graphic designers. And I was like, I, I can't keep up with this. And so that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should do product management because I'm so indecisive. I just, I can't decide what to do. Like, let me go back to what my boss said to me two years ago and, and try product management. And so that's kind of how I discovered product management. Well, yeah. I, I think that's so cool. There's so many good, good things to take away from there. Um, I think one one of the most important things is, um, I, okay, I kind of feel bad for you when your boss is like, I don't think you'll be a, a good data scientist. <laughs> but, but let's let's take that. Let's let's just like assume that he, that he or she had your best interest in mind. Um, <laughs> okay, good. And uh, here's the thing: there's not very many people, and I hope don't take offense at this at all. Okay, there's not very many people on the earth that can like rock pink hair, have a bubbly personality. <laughs> and like be technical like and i and yeah. like i mean that i mean that as a compliment because like we have a lot of people in the world that have like you know outgoing personalities and they're great at sales they're great at marketing they're creative they're in that space um we have a lot of people in the world that are very smart they're very intelligent um very driven and you know they're great coders they work by themselves yeah. but the the in between is is kind of a an interesting spot because there's not very many people that have like you know, the creative mind and the personality to also complement tech skills. So I think that's kind of where product management ends up. You're kind of kind of straddling the fence between, you know, a technical role and, you know, like a more businessy role, but you need to have both sides. So I think I think it ends up being a great place for you to be. Have you enjoyed being in the product management space with that? Yeah, I, I have. My last internship at Spotify, which just finished a month ago, it was amazing. I think I realized doing it like this is what I want to do this is awesome it was all it was also just a great company to work at in general like the people are really cool and, and super supportive um but yeah I, I learned a lot about product and I think go even just being a part of my products club at my school helped me so much just pick up some skills that I would eventually transfer over into my role at Spotify um but yeah like what you were saying earlier straddling between like kind of the business aspect of it and also the technical aspect is super helpful with product. And I think that's kind of why I wanted to go into product management. Um, Cause you're kind of talking to everyone. You're talking to the engineers, you're talking to designers, you're also talking to other stakeholders. And so it was fun. And it kind of felt like when I was working on my startup in freshman year, the same kind of energy of being that person that's talking to everyone. I, I loved that. Like that was, I knew that was what I wanted to do but I didn't know that product management existed back then. And so I was, I think in my blog post, I even said like, I want to do something like this, but I don't know how, and I don't know where I can fit in because I'm like literally on the cusp of being a physics graduate student and like just going into software engineering. Like, I don't know what the heck I want to do. And I think a lot of kids feel that same way too. I mean, a lot of kids, a lot of college students have the ability to learn something technical like computer science and 
there are college students who are really talented in computer science, but there's also some that have like other skills besides just coding. And so it's it's so hard trying to find like that right balance of being able to use both skills. And that's where I was literally all four years of college. And that was my biggest insecurity was that I was not good enough for physics. Like I wasn't quite that genius level of genius, which the kids in my class were literally geniuses. Like they're my closest friends, but I honestly felt dumb my entire four years. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't fit in here at all. Like what am I doing here? And then the other hand was like, I love entrepreneurship and I do love business, but I just like, I want to be creative too. And I don't just want to pursue business and like making, you know, money and being an entrepreneur and like all those things. So it was, it was hard. And that, that was my biggest insecurity literally up until the whole Twitter resume thing happened. And I was trying to find a way to, to mold the two and, and product management was that, that happy medium being able to exercise both, both sides of myself. So. Yeah. Very cool. That that's 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 so interesting. So you're at this point in college, you're like, okay, you know, yeah, I'm not going to be a PhD physics student, and I'm not going to be, you know, uh, the next Jeff Bezos or something like that. Um, yeah. I want to be some somewhere in between. And so you're like, okay, product management, and then you're like, okay, so I want to I want to find an internship in that space. Was the first company okay. that came to your mind Spotify, or how how did you decide to apply to Spotify? Yeah, that was. Uh, I was so naive back then. I, I, so when I was decided on product management, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm diving into this. Like, I'm going to figure out how I can get myself into this field. Like I said, little did I know it's highly competitive and it's getting more and more competitive. I feel like every year. So I feel like I barely just slipped into the field. Um, but yeah, I think, let's see, I was, when I was in my, what was it? Summer of 2020, when I was, you know, doing machine learning research, uh, applying to roles, I was just applying to every big company. Like I was applying, I just literally Googled like APM rules in tech and it was Google, it was Lyft, it was Uber, you know, the big companies. Uh, the, and, the what? Those aren't competitive at all, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally not competitive, super easy. Yeah. Definitely didn't get rejected like 10 times <laughs> at the same company over and over again. But um, yeah, and Spotify was one of the companies and I think it was, I was doing this throughout my entire like senior year when the pandemic was still going on. So I was starting to apply August, 2020. And then I was applying like up into March, 2020, 2021. And so I saw a Spotify APM job and I was like, Oh, Spotify is cool. Like I like music. I'm, I like art. You know, I had a thing with artem. It was like a hot minute of, of creative, you know, creative startup. So I was like, okay, maybe I can check out Spotify. Um, and I read their mission and I remember I was doing my research, you know, I was writing my cover letter and things like that. Um, I hate writing cover letters. And so I was definitely procrastinating on this role. I think it had come out six hours ago. I was filling out everything. I read their mission, which was incredible because their mission says something like, um, it was like, we want to build a platform where artists can, you know, share their art and express themselves and make money off of their art and users can be inspired by the art. I totally butchered that, but something along the lines of that. And I was like, wait, what the heck? Like, this has nothing to do with music or audio. All it says is artists can make money and users can be inspired by the art. And I was like, wait, I think that was the mission of Artem. Like, that was what I wanted to do. I think Artem's mission was like bringing, you know, artists together to buy art and college students can sell their art and buy their art, things like that. So I was like, wait, this is so cool. Like, oh my gosh, I have to work here. This is the only company I've seen where the mission actually aligns with my values and the things that I did back in, back in college. So I was applying to this APM role. It just came out. Um, I was writing the cover letter. I stopped because I procrastinate on cover letters really badly. And so I started kind of fixing up my resume a bit. And I remember I was on the, on the phone with my boyfriend because he always helps me with resume things. He is a business major. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do something with my resume to make it look different or something like that. And he was like, wouldn't it be funny if you like made it green? And I was like, no, I can't do that. Oh my God. Like that's no, I can't do that. He's like, no, just make your name green. Like just make it the same color as Spotify. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like that's, that's so risque. Like I can't, I can't do that. So I made my name green and I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool actually. Um, and it was, uh, mind you, it was three in the morning when I was doing this and I was like zooming my boyfriend and we're just like, he's fixing my resume and I'm making my name green. Um, and then he went to sleep. He was he, he was tired and I stayed up and I was like, what if I made it look like a playlist? And so that's, I made it at like four in the morning. I was half asleep and I just kind of went all out. And it was just like a fun design thing. Um, Cause I do like to design things for fun. And that's kind of on the, 
the the wavelength of what I do is like I just like to make things look like other things and and so yeah that's kind of how it turned out um and by the time I finished my stupid Spotify playlist thing that which was totally unproductive to what I was supposed to be doing which was writing my cover letter the job opening had closed so I was like no oh my gosh like I made this resume and I didn't even get a chance to finish my cover letter and so I was so sad and that's when I decided to post it on Twitter and on LinkedIn so yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so wow it was only open for like a couple hours then yeah I, I and I asked people inside the company I'm like was it that competitive that you know they took it down and it either was so they got so many applicants for that APM role because Spotify really doesn't have much like many APM roles or, or like product internships in general. Um, or they, it was a mistake. They put it up and they took it down because it was, it was meant to be like internal or something like that. So yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, so basically you stayed up all night making a resume for a job that didn't exist anymore. Is, yeah. Is that right? yeah, exactly. And I, and I, so many comments, say this on like LinkedIn, Twitter, if you LinkedIn, Twitter and TikTok, but it's not ATS friendly. And it wasn't because when I tried to upload it, literally got rejected. So I was like, hmm, how do I make this so that I can submit it to them? Was it too big? Or like, what, what do you mean? Like you, you turned it into a PDF and it just didn't like it? Yeah, it just didn't like it, which the, the everyone's correct. Like it, it's not ATS friendly. I think like the, the scanner has to see, like it has to follow a certain format and they have to find like certain words. But because mine was a PDF and it had like maybe it was different colors or really small, I just didn't detect it. And so what I did was I actually took my ATS friendly resume and I attached it to my resume, my Spotify resume, and I put the ATS friendly one first and then I put the Spotify one second. And so when I attached it as like a two page single PDF, uh, it worked. So it kind of, I kind of just snuck it in there. I'm pretty sure no one saw it, but that was my way of just getting it past like the whole scanner thing. And that okay. answers questions that so many people are asking. So that's, that's pretty much what I did. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably the most common comment <laughs> on the TikTok was not to ATS friendly. Yeah. And man, I'm so tired of that because it worked <laughs> out. And it's not always about the ATS. It's not always yeah, yeah. about the automatic tracking system for resumes. So yeah. okay, so you ended up being able to apply to this job. You tricked the system by putting yeah. your normal resume first, and and you hit submit. Is that it? Like you just you just submitted it. Yep, I, I hit submit. Um, and I think it was, I think what happened was I had a tab open from the night before. And then I had an, another tab. And so the tab that I had open, I never refreshed it. Because when I checked the when I googled the job again, on like a second tab, I saw that it was it was gone. Uh, so I was like, Okay, maybe there's a chance for me to submit it because I never refreshed it. So I gotcha. just I hit submit. And I was so sad that I just started applying to every other Spotify role that was like, <laughs> that had the word product in it. And yeah. I just because I was so bitter that the APM role was was closed. <laughs> so you had no idea that like this would end up helping you land a job. You you were you were kind of mad about the whole process. Yeah, it was. I felt like it was a waste of time. Um, and so that's why I started posting on on my Twitter because I was like, well, you know, I made this. I don't want it to go to waste. Let me just post it on social media. Like my three Twitter followers can you know you see it. And at the time, I, I had seventy Twitter followers, so it was. I didn't expect it to blow up at all. I thought it was to be like my one friend commenting like, oh, that's, that's cool. And so right after that happened, and mind you, this was all during my finals week too. So, oh wow, yeah, this was a struggle. I, I should not have been doing this during my finals week, but I posted it right after like, the next morning and like right away on Twitter, it just blew up. Like I posted it and just my notifications were going off. And so I was starting to freak out and I, I had to like turn off my notifications. And then at the same time, I was like, you know, maybe I should post this on LinkedIn. And I kind of wanted to like A-B test and see which platform, like maybe it was a fluke, like maybe there's an accident. And I wanted to see if LinkedIn would pop off too. And it ended up popping off like maybe a few days after. So it, it worked out. <laughs> so that's so interesting. So you, you posted on Twitter first, it blew up on Twitter. And yeah. then independently, you posted on LinkedIn and it blew up on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. So, so yeah. what, I guess what platform like between Twitter and, and LinkedIn, which one had more of, they're also like hard to compare. Cause like, what is a Twitter like versus a LinkedIn? Like, you know, yeah. like those, those aren't necessarily equivalent, but I don't know the, tw I know the LinkedIn number, <laughs> I think was like 34,000 reactions mm -hmm. and I think 800 something comments. What was, what was the Twitter reaction like? The Twitter was, I think, 300,000 likes and then like wow. a number of retweets and quote tweets. I, ha I have to find it. It's, it's somewhere in there. Wow. But yeah, it was. So Twitter was definitely my main focus because I felt like I 
being in the tech Twitter alone, like 3,000 likes is a lot for tech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And so I, I remember surpassing 1,000, like, literally an hour afterwards. And it was, cra- it was crazy because it was, like, I think it was 1 p.m. the next day. I had a final, like, the next <laughs> – following couple of days and so yeah. i was sitting there studying and at the same time i was telling my product club like actually i didn't even tell them like one of my product club friends he was like yo like your thing is blowing up and they were like let's take a shot for every thousand likes it gets and so we're like <laughs> sitting over here like like about to take shots and we were like freaking out and everyone was tracking it like first my my product club they were like staying up all night like tracking um the likes and then we were updating each other and it was so much fun and then like my friends from college were like Emily, like, I think your thing is blowing up. Like, I saw it on Twitter. And then my friends from high school. And then, like, my freaking, like, mom and dad saw it somehow. And so it was, like, this huge thing blowing up. And I just remember, like, I think at some point my boyfriend was like, let's wait to see Daniel F respond. Like, I know he's going to respond to your tweet. And so my club, we were all waiting. And we were like, okay, let's see if Daniel F responds. We go to sleep. And the next morning, sure enough, because he's in Sweden, uh, he responded. Or he liked it and he responded it to it. So. It was crazy. That was definitely like the biggest like virality moment was when Daniel Ek responded. And I th- I'm pretty sure I cried at some point. So it was I, insane. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. That's incredible. For for those for those of you who uh aren't as big of Spotify or Swedish fans, da- Daniel Ek is the CEO and founder of Spotify. And I mean, I don't know how much he's worth, but I mean, <laughs> billions, like he, he wants to buy Arsenal, like a whole yeah. English Premier League soccer. Like this guy is an important, an important man. And here he yeah. is, you know, looking at Emily's tweet. That is super cool. What did he say? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I think he said, thank you so much. Like, this is awesome. I'll be sending this over to my team, like sending over your application to my team. So I was like, oh my God, like, this is insane. Like he's going to send it into the slack channels of spotify and things like that but i think even before he responded i was already having um recruiters and people from spotify dming me and replying and so my that night i don't think i slept i was up for 24 hours i I didn't know how to use twitter so i was literally like going through every single comment replying to everyone that was like just saying thank you and specifically to the people that were working at spotify i would like dm them or like email them and set up like a phone call and also like other companies in general like i needed a job so i was like okay let me just reply to every single company that's like reaching out to me there was other companies reaching out to you yeah there was like it was smaller startups um but definitely not as big as like like a spotify startup but there was just like people that were working at smaller startups reaching out to me and then people working at bigger companies like interested in connecting and so I was spending my time like trying to just reply to the comments and it got to a point where people were DMing me screenshots and they were like, Emily, I think you missed this comment. Like you didn't reply to them. And I was like, oh shoot, like I don't know how to use Twitter. And and Twitter is very inconvenient because you, you can't really like filter through comments. You no, it's got to scroll. And if you miss one, yeah, you can't find it. And so, yeah, I was like doing that all night. And I think I didn't know like TweetDeck was a thing back then. So it was very... It was a lot of like just scrolling on Twitter. I definitely was addicted to my phone at one point, just making sure I didn't miss any responses. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, that is so. I in my in my TikTok, I said that you got the CEO's attention, um, but I I just read like secondhand that that was the case. So I'm glad to hear I didn't lie. I was kind of worried that I that I was like telling a lie, but I'm glad to hear that I wasn't. And that yeah. is incredible. So at this point. Daniel X, like talking to people, you have recruit, you have other recruiters from other companies, you have Spotify mm-hmm. recruiters. And how, how do you end up becoming an intern? What, how, like who, yes. who's like, what magic path worked for you? Yeah. So this is the story that I definitely haven't told online and I don't think people like even know what happened. So I'm so happy to be able to talk about it on your podcast. Um, so yeah, th- like I was mentioning earlier, there was recruiters reaching out to me on LinkedIn, they were replying on my on my tweet. Um, and they also somehow found my email. And so I had two recruiters email me from Spotify, and they sent me this thing called the opening act challenge, which is a competition that Spotify hosts specifically for uh, historically black and historically Hispanic universities. So I never I didn't see it anywhere until they responded to me. Um, and they told me like, hey, Emily, we saw your tweet, you should definitely compete in this competition. Um, you know, check it out. So I kind of 
ignored it for like a few days and then I, I checked it again and I saw that they did have like a product management track. So what the competition is, is they have different tracks like product management, product design, business, sales, partnerships, and they give you a prompt and it's pretty much like a business competition where you send in a side deck and if they like it, they'll take you into the next round. And so I saw that and I was like, wait, I competed in a business competition my freshman year. I've done this before. Like I know how to do this. And so I think when she sent me the email, there was literally two days left in the competition. And so I spent the entire weekend working on my side deck for product management with the help of my club. I remember like Zooming one of my friends and we were literally sitting there like figuring out how to make a slide deck and like and finish it in two days. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I keep going back to talking about like these people helping me, but I literally couldn't have done anything without everyone that was helping me out. I honestly had no idea what the heck I was doing. And so I was just like asking anyone I can, like, can you guys help me out with this? Like they're better, they're way better at product management things than I am. Like maybe they can help me out. And so, yeah, I, I made this slide deck um, and I made it past the first round. And I, I heard about it a month later. So I think they responded, reach out to me and they're like, hey, you're a finalist, uh, come in and compete. And so the final competition is a pitch. And so I had to pitch my slide deck to a panel of judges who would eventually be my product manager, like the manager of my teams. Um, and I had to pitch in front of them. And who have, it was against two people. So whoever won got the internship. So my, I was basically competing against another person. And it was super awkward because they had us on the same Zoom call. So I'm literally like, watching their presentation um, but I was really I really 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 wanted to get this internship one because I didn't have any interview experience and so prepping for APM interviews I'm sure like people in the industry know like it's it's a lot of work and you have to really be good at these interviews and I sucked at them I was really bad and two this was something I'd done before I, I did a business competition my freshman year I was, I was comfortable with pitching I felt like this was literally my only way in was to win this competition so I pitched, um, got the results back, and I won. So I, I won the product nice. management internship, and that's how I got the internship. This was like a month later then. Yeah, this was – yeah, I think this happened over the span of like a month and a half. So it was a while. <laughs> that's that's crazy. What happened to like – first off, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but what happened to all the other avenues? Like did, did everyone just kind of say, do this this competition? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was – gosh, I'm, I'm like just remembering now, but – yeah, the head of talent from Spotify actually reached out to me um, and I asked him basically like, are there any roles open? Like, is there any way I can squeeze myself into this company? Um, and at the time he was like, no, it's it, there's no roles. And, you know, you kind of have to just wait until there are roles. And I think this was at an awkward time. It was like March. So I think recruiting oh, yeah. wasn't really happening, you know, and also Spotify doesn't really have many APM roles. I think they had like one in Stockholm. And so it was really hard to find my way there and doing product. Um, so he was like, oh, I'll keep an eye out if there's any roles. Like I'll have your resume obviously like, you know, stored away if, you know, we need you for anything. So that I was, that was kind of like dead. Uh, it was a dead end for me. Um, and then I think the, all the other companies are reaching out to me. I, I interviewed with them and I just completely bombed them. Like... <laughs> It was so bad. And I was so sad. Like, I think I cried. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, people online are, you know, relying on me. And they're like, hoping that I'm getting a job. And everyone's like, oh, like, let us know when you get a job at Spotify. And I felt like a huge pressure to oh, wow. keep up with everything. So I was just bombing these interviews and people weren't replying back to me. Um, so yeah, that was literally my only avenue. <laughs> well, that that's incredible. And that's, that's so cool that you ended up landing it. I mean, what a, what an incredible journey. I mean, like, <laughs> what a crazy, what a crazy, like, start to finish, you know, you owe your, you owe your boyfriend, like, uh, McDonald's or something, because, like, I, I know, I, it was kind I, of his idea, right? I mean, like, not the whole thing, and, and obviously, he couldn't have done what you did, but it was kind of his idea in the beginning, huh? Yeah, it really was, and I, I can't thank him enough, and, like, I feel like everything that has happened in general, it always starts with someone telling me an idea, a especially him. He always tends to give me like a lot of ideas, like as a joke. And I just take it, I run with it and I just like turn it into something else. But yeah, like it never starts with just myself. It's always something else or something I'm inspired by, something I see. And I just, I just do it. And and even in the comments on TikTok, people are like, oh, like I had this idea, but I never did it. And like, I wish I did it. And I, one thing I learned from at least my failed startup and entrepreneurship is like everyone has had that idea. Like you are unoriginal. Okay. Like everyone has done it before. The difference is if you execute it and how you execute it. And it doesn't even matter if 
you know, you don't do it well or if it's not successful or whatever, like it feels good to just make something. And even, you know, if you decide to keep it for yourself, that's okay too. Like it's part of your portfolio. It's a thing they did for fun. And so I just tell people just do it, you know, doesn't matter what happens after. <laughs> well, it's, it's so interesting because you made this and you, at first you were like, ah, oh, this was a waste of my time, you know? <laughs> and, and now, and now, okay, well, do you, do you want, I'm going to, let's jump to the end of the story really fast. Okay. Did the, did the internship go well? Yeah, it, it went great. Um, I actually just accepted an offer today. Um, I'm officially joining Spotify as an associate product manager. So it, it worked out. There's a whole other journey now. <laughs> Learning and, product for real. And where, where are you going to be? Um, so I'm actually going to be remote. I'm living in San Francisco now. Um, but hopefully I'm hoping to relocate New York sometime next year when the pandemic ends. But yeah, I'll be working remotely in San Francisco. Congratulations. That is awesome and well-deserved. Now, now I had to get to that ending because uh, now I want to ask this question. Do you think it was a waste of time now? Oh, definitely not. I think, <laughs> yeah, it changed my life. I, I still remember like the day that I posted it, my dad had come home from work and he doesn't really know anything about tech. So I was trying to like translate it to him, like what this meant. And we were going on a walk together and I told my dad, like, dad, I think this is extraordinary. Like, I know this is just like literally a tweet a post, but I think this is going to change my life somehow because there's no way that like, I can't do something with this virality and just, you know, run with it. And he's just like, okay, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, it, it totally changed my life. And it made me realize like, you know, I, there's some things I can't expect um, and some things are serendipitous, but just make the most of what you have and just, and just roll with it and do the best that you can. And definitely, yeah, it's not a waste of time. And I'm actually designing other people's resumes now. So I turned it into a, a little side hobby. But um, if you're like, if you do want to design, have a design resume, I do do it on the side for fun. Um, so definitely not a waste. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for me too. So and yeah. don't call it, don't call it, don't sell yourself short. It's a, it's a business. I, you don't, you don't, it's maybe a hobby because you don't charge as much as you should, but, yeah. but there's, you are high in demand. People, people want custom resumes <laughs> for these jobs. And you're, you're so right that like, you know, a lot of people on TikTok were like, hey, I did, I, I like, I did this for like Denny's or okay, Denny's may be a bad example, but <laughs> like other companies and it didn't work. And it's like, okay, that might be true. But like, think about the things that you did. You added your resume, your actual resume on top of it for the ATS, right? Although <laughs> maybe no one saw it that way. But, but, but you like also posted it on LinkedIn. You posted it on Twitter. Like you kind of spread your opportunity for it to succeed in a lot of places versus a lot of people probably just made it, send it inside the application. And then they're like, oh, I didn't get it. So I have to give you credit there that like you, you, even though like you weren't even sure it was going to do anything, you put it in a couple different places to try it out. And that takes, that takes a lot of guts and it yeah. takes, it's, it's not even very hard, but some, for some reason people don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think honestly, I, I think one thing I did learn from people that were recruiting in the tech industry or work in the tech industry is, you know, if you don't have experience, if you don't have that big name on your company, just build your portfolio. And so the reason why I created that Twitter in the first place was because I needed a way to show my work, my creativity and things that I wanted to show the company that I couldn't on my resume on the other platforms and so on my twitter i was just like posting anything i could that i made like anything i created even like the projects that i worked on back in my data science internship like i would post those online i wrote blog posts about them i just did everything i could to show them like hey i am valuable of some sort like i did this thing i designed a resume that looks like spotify like i have some skills please hire me and so that was kind of my mindset was just showing you know, the internet, what I can do. And I think that's a really valuable piece of advice that I got was just, you know, if you can't, if you can't get that big name on your resume, just build your portfolio and just share it, like share it with everyone that you can show them what you can do. Um, it's honestly a more direct way. <laughs> well, it, here's the thing. If you do that well, you no longer have to go to companies, companies come to you, which is like yeah. a million times better. Like, <laughs> would you rather apply for 10 jobs or have 10 jobs apply for you? Like, exactly. and that's what you had. Um, so I, I, we, we've talked a little bit on, on TikTok, but I, I run a data science bootcamp. Um, 
that's like one of the most competitive markets in the world right now is data science education. Like I'll be yeah. the first to admit there's a bajillion ways to learn data science, you know, yeah. but that, that's the one thing like I hang my hat on of like making, making our program different is it's all portfolio based. It's like yeah. the whole, pur the whole purpose is you need to convince people that you're awesome. And you do that with an online portfolio. And then exactly. the whole dynamic of job hunts like completely change, right? Like all yeah. of a sudden, instead of applying to the jobs that you were applying to, you had Spotify head of talent acquisition at Spotify, like DMing you like that is, <laughs> that is life-changing. And now, and now like your whole career is going to be started at Spotify. Who knows? You could be there 20 years. You could be there two years, but like you always will come back to this moment of building your personal brand online, that one tweet. And it, it changed your life. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that's one thing I do like about tech and kind of like with your data science bootcamp is that at least with the tech industry, you do have an opportunity to show what you can do by building a portfolio. And I, I was literally doing a data science bootcamp like two years ago. So I totally was in that field. I totally remember like building my portfolio. I think I even did that on Medium. I like wrote about my little data science project and things like that. So totally, totally understand. But yeah, with the tech industry, I think that is one thing that's really valuable. And I definitely am super grateful for everything that happened. And honestly, the internet too, just thankful for the internet, like yes. being in this generation, especially being like a woman of color, being in the generation I'm in, I have the opportunity to be able to do something like this, post about it, share it with the world, you know, and actually get an opportunity like this. I, I couldn't be more grateful. So it, yeah. it is true. If you think about this, this opportunity would not have existed, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, like, exactly. So that, uh, would that, one of the questions I had written down is what advice would you give to, you know, you and I both come from, you know, I'm going to quote non-traditional tech backgrounds. We don't have computer science degrees. What advice do you give to non-tech degree people if they want to break into tech? Would that be your advice is use the internet to your, to your leverage yeah. it basically? Yeah, I mean, let's see. Honestly, for me, like, I think having the technical background at the time I thought was sort of a disadvantage because I wasn't majoring in something that tech companies specifically look at. So I've, I'm kind of in that same boat was, one, I felt like I had to just prove myself with what I can do that's relevant to tech. Um, so yeah, like building a portfolio, showing what you have. Um, if I want to get more specific, like make a Twitter, be active on Twitter, LinkedIn, be active online, um, get creative with ways of how you can show yourself because there's so many people that want to break into tech and it's really hard for companies to filter through 3000 resumes for one job. So if there's a way that you can show that you had a project that you built or you did something really different that most people didn't like do it. And yeah, the internet is literally your oyster. It's like you can discover so many things in there. You can learn so many things. You can do a data science boot camp. You don't have to go to UC Berkeley, you know, to learn data science. You can do a boot camp. Uh, you can put, make your own personal website, which is also what I did. I made my personal website. I it's made good looking, by the way, your website. Oh, oh my gosh, it's under construction. So don't look at it until I finish making it. But yeah, I, that, honestly, that was a lot of fun too. I remember like I would spend a lot of time building my personal website just for fun, you know, adding different colors and things like that. But that was one of my ways to be able to show the projects that I worked on. Um, I was going to say, so, oh yeah, I made blog posts. I was just documenting my journey, things that I learned. I made YouTube videos. Don't find my YouTube video, YouTube channel though. <laughs> if you can like good for you, but don't, don't look at it. Um, I just did everything I could to just use the internet to my advantage because I was not going to go to grad school for physics. So I had to find a different way to kind of break into the tech industry. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so interesting because you're what you said was you're like I used to think of it as a disadvantage and it kind of is a disadvantage. I mean, you had you had a once again, tech degrees or sorry, STEM majors always have low GPAs, but you had a, a yeah. not a super high GPA yeah. in a physics which has very little to do with tech kind of, although the yeah. it's still really valuable. You learn problem solving. But yeah. just just for this argument's sake, you had not the best GPA, not the best major. It seems like a disadvantage. But at the same time, it kind of made you so like desperate. I don't, that's the wrong word, but you, let's just use it desperate. Yeah. But you're like, <laughs> I, I need I to differentiate myself. Like I need yeah. to look different. And you turn to the internet and the internet's undefeated, underrated. <laughs> like it, it actually becomes an advantage because all of a sudden you're, you're leveraging the internet, which is the most powerful thing in the world to get a yeah. job. And, you know, and also another thing I'll, I'll just say is like a lot of the times 
we as humans like to see progress, right? And in a lot of things, like for instance, let's talk about like losing weight, like losing weight, you, you kind of like, I guess we go steadily mm-hmm. down, like you're, mm-hmm. the slope is always the same. But with the internet and specifically like, you know, take something like TikTok or, you know, LinkedIn or, or Twitter, your progress is pretty much flat until one day it's straight yeah. up. Like that's how the internet yeah. works. You're always working in step changes. So you always <laughs> think everything's a waste of time until all of a sudden it's not yeah. and it's life changing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's exactly how it feels. Like it's like, oh, Twitter, oh, LinkedIn, oh, now TikTok. Like it's just constantly unexpected. And it, it's beautiful in a sense because it's, you never see it coming. And I'm sure everyone that is on TikTok or people that are influencers or have a, a big following, they feel the same way too. Um, but I think it, it, even with that, it comes with consistent progress. Like you can, you know, you can continue working at a, at a steady slope um, and then one day it'll just hit and that's how it works. And that's how it works with music. If you think about bands that go viral, like the Beatles or even Justin Bieber, you know, they're putting in hours, they're, they're working consistently. So that work definitely doesn't go unnoticed, but all that work adds to that one big moment or that one big top song that, you know, just makes them go viral. And after that, it's never the same. Leveraging the internet, the internet is your oyster. And I guess, the three main things, if I were to give some advice for someone that's going through the same thing, having the same you know problems and struggles, which I'm sure a lot of college students are, um, is just build your portfolio, network with people. That's also the power of the internet is I, I remember I had a lot of calls with different um, product managers and it's I just reached out to them and I was like, hey, you want to set up a call? Uh, that's super valuable. Networking and just you know, documenting your progress and work consistently. I think that's what I was kind of talking about earlier was um, documenting my progress really helps see like, you know, where I was a year ago to where I was now. Um, And it kind of does help the internet see, you know, what are you doing? Like, how is your progress? And like you said, everyone loves to see progress. So it never hurts to kind of document it and show the internet, you know, what you're improving on and what you're working on. And and that way it's way easier because, it's hard to create content, but if you're just documenting it, it's easy, right? Like exactly. This is what I learned today. This is what I yeah. did yesterday. Like right. that's that's so much easier than coming up with something. So yeah. I, I love that. Remember that guys, we're gonna we're gonna document, we're gonna use the internet, <laughs> we're gonna make a project and just try yeah. to put ourselves out there to the world. And yeah. I, I think those are great recipes for success at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Well, awesome. Emily, it's been so fun talking to you. I know we've been talking for an hour, which is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but, but thank you so much. I think I learned a lot from this conversation. Um, I hope everyone listening, I'm excited to get this you know, out there and also have my students and my course listen to this because I'm, I'm always harping on them. You got you to gotta post, you got you to gotta build your personal brand. And they're like, oh, it, posting doesn't do anything. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't do anything until... 172nd time you do it and all of a sudden it changes your life so you're a prime example of that so i really appreciate your example i appreciate you sharing yourself with the world i know all the comments on my tiktok were not the most kind always so it's it's awesome it's so funny to see everyone's reactions i think it's pretty fun (laughs) well and at the end of the at the end of the day jokes on them you work for spotify so (laughs) they can't really say much in the end Yeah. Well, thank you, Avery. Um, Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I was really happy. I was able to share my story. I hope it resonates with someone at least. Um, And it just goes to show like it wasn't just, you know, oh, he just posts this, he posts that. There's a lot of things in between and a lot of, you know, ups and downs and things like that. But in the end of the day, super grateful I was able to be at the position I am today. And I'm hoping the best for everyone, too. And I'm hoping someone can take something away from this. Oh, I'm sure they will. I, I, for anyone who's listening, you've made it to the end of the podcast. Good job. I dare you to do something that like Emily did. Like, call, don't apply for a job in the most untraditional way you could possibly think, um, because it it works. It it works, and I think that's the way we're moving in in the future. Is less of this dumb resume stuff, more of your social media presence and personal brand. Um, yeah, definitely. I dare you guys. So take me up on it and then tag Emily and I and let us know how it went because uh, I, I think good things can, can happen. So excited for you guys if you take us up on the dare and we'll, we'll be waiting, huh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you again, Avery. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. And yeah, we can, uh, Emily, I guess, where do you want people to find you? LinkedIn, Twitter? 
Oh, uh, yeah. My Twitter is at MVU Tweets. That's E-M-V-U Tweets. Um, I'm sort of active on there. My TikTok is It's MVU. Um, I don't, I'm going to start making TikToks and I'm really excited because now that I have, have my full-time job, I'm excited to kind of do the things yes. I've been wanting to do, which is one, designing resumes. Um, if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me on either platform, Twitter or TikTok. Um, I'm also thinking of kind of documenting all the things I learned from my Spotify internship. Yes. I have a whole list of like, I call them internships, um, things I learned from my internship and I'm hoping Glad. to kind of like post those online. Um, I'm also going to document like my process of, you know, my dream internship and how I was able to get it, how I was able to design my resume um, and just documenting my journey of being an associate product manager. So definitely creating more content. So keep an eye out on Twitter and, and on TikTok. Sweet. And I'll, I'll get all those links from you and we'll have them in the show notes as well. So yeah. go, go follow Emily, go talk to her. She's really cool and uh, keep up with what she's doing. So thanks again, Emily. Appreciate it. Thanks. It was nice talking to you, Avery.